0: The Fourth Wall, Episode 23, Zach Akers and Skip Bronke. You're listening to The Fourth Wall, a podcast that takes you beyond the screen or the page and brings you into our conversations with the creative people behind your favorite movies, TV shows, comics, and more. My name is Michael R. I'm the podcast editor here at Den of Geek, and today we're talking to the creators of Limetown, both the podcast that became extremely popular back in 2015 and the current show airing on Facebook Watch, which just wrapped up its 10-episode season recently. And Zach Akers and Skip Bronkey are friends from school. They went to NYU film school together, and little did they know when they created their podcast back in 2015 that it would become the number one U.S. podcast on iTunes less than two months after it premiered. And this was just in those you know great days right when Serial came out and podcasts were really starting to take off. And they couldn't possibly have imagined that their little audio drama would become a TV show phenomenon. So it's really been a fun process to see as the podcast made a wonderful transition actually to Facebook Watch If you haven't gotten a chance to see it, it really is a great translation of the podcast, which obviously relied heavily on its audio design, but it translated really well, starring Jessica Biel and Stanley Tucci, among others. And Limetown, for those of you who don't know, is a fictional story told as a series of investigative reports by American public radio host Leah Haddock, finding out what happened when 300 people disappeared from a neuroscience research facility in Tennessee. And just so you know, there are a few spoilers in the interview. They're relatively mild, just mentioning certain plot points to determine, you know, how those came about, where they went from podcast to screen and so on. But just fair warning that if you don't want those kind of spoilers in your life, you might want to avoid this one until you've watched the show or at least listened to the podcast. And we talked to Zach Akers and Skip Bronkey recently, just after the finale aired on Facebook Watch, about the process that took to get them to the screen and about some of the casting decisions and process along the way of choosing what to include from the podcast and what things to change. So here we are talking to the creators of Limetown. I'm here with Zach Akers and Skip Bronke, the creators of Limetown, both the podcast and the TV show. Welcome to the podcast, guys.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Now, this is actually a platform that is uh, quite unique in the same way that a podcast is. Facebook Watch allows you to kind of get at the audience response right away. And since season one just concluded, what, what has been the audience response for you guys?
1: Zach, you want
2: to go first? Yeah, no, I I would say that it's been – I try not to dig too deeply into the comment section ever because you you can hurt yourself pretty deeply that way. But I will say that it has been pretty overwhelmingly positive, uh, the response to the show, and it's been really great to see people engaging in such a deep way with it and and anxious for more because I think as – creators your your dream is to make something that people want more of and not less of and it seems the response is please give us more so that's the best compliment i think for the show
1: yeah i mean i would totally agree with that um this is skip by the way that was (laughs) Zach. yes sorry wondering whose voice is whose Um, yeah just seeing the you know, really positive reactions, but also I just love seeing the way that people are reacting to the mystery in different ways or ways I would never have anticipated. And that's been really fun throughout the season just to see, you know, for example, seeing people sort of interpret Mark's character in different ways and just, you know, the reactions to certain plot twists are completely unanticipated on my end. So that's been fun.
0: Now, just to get into the origin a little bit of this, you two were at NYU Tisch School together, right, as film students. How did you end up using the podcast sphere to get where we are today with the TV show? Or or was that not even something you envisioned when you started the podcast, that it, it would end up on TV?
2: Well, it definitely was not our intention to
0: end up on TV.
2: That's for sure. I mean, we did a podcast because it was kind of the only way we could work together. I mean, we went to school together and we wanted to work together professionally, but then real life happened. You know, I, I stayed in New York and I worked on sports documentaries and Skip was in San Francisco um, doing, you know, commercial work uh, out in in Silicon Valley. And so we both had full-time jobs and we both, you know, <laughs> were trying to establish careers, but we still wanted to work together. and. uh you know, when when we had the idea to do a podcast, um, it was simply a way for us to tell a story in a way that seemed manageable while we were doing other things. And so that was the purity of the intention <laughs> was just as a way to work together. And, and as we were building out the story, we realized it was a cool story and it was and it was in a format and and told in such a way that we hadn't heard before. Um, And we were excited about. And so we just wanted to put it out into the world because we thought it was cool. And, you know, we didn't know (laughs) if anyone would care if anyone would listen, but it was purely that. And then as it grew, um, we were presented with opportunities and and we tried to take advantage of them as best we could. You know, but we definitely didn't plan it as a way to break into television or anything
1: like that. Yeah, I, I can say that from my perspective, it it literally never even crossed my mind that that would be a possibility. That yeah. even even if the podcast was successful, it never crossed my mind that it could turn into a TV show eventually. I mean, you just have to kind of remember this was back in 2013 when Zach had the original idea, and, and even throughout 2014 as we were producing it, like there was never podcasts weren't the feeder pool of IP that they are today for television. Um, you know and, and even then, sort of pre-serial podcasts weren't necessarily seen even as a uh, you know legitimate medium in many people's eyes. So it, it really did not it, it did not cross my mind that it could ever turn into anything else. Um, we just did it for ourselves, as that said. We, you know we had a story to tell. and We wanted to make something that that wasn't really for anyone else, just something that we could call uh, call our own.
0: Now, the podcast went viral quite quickly, and of course, now we have the TV show on Facebook Watch, which recently concluded its run with millions of views per episode. And before we dive into the story, I have to ask to start out, were you guys big Battlestar Galactica fans that we have so many actors from that show in (laughs) Limetown, or was that just a side effect of filming in Vancouver?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm actually a big Battlestar fan, but that is a it is a side effect of working in Vancouver, but it's also a side effect that they are great actors.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so,
2: you know, when they auditioned, it was like, oh, they're great for this role. We should get them. And then back online, and they're like, oh, that's funny. They were on Battlestar Galactica. You know, like, but it, was, it wasn't like, we should hire him because of that, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, but it it is, it is funny how it worked out.
0: But uh, the, of course, we did also have, big name characters like uh, or actors like Stanley Tucci and Jessica Biel. Can you tell us a little bit about how Jessica Biel's casting came about?
1: Yeah, I was actually, you know, we were coming down to the wire in production and uh, and probably about uh, a month before we were supposed to shoot. We still hadn't necessarily locked in on uh, who our Leah Haddock would be. Um, and then the studio reached out one day and said, Hey, what do you think of Jessica Biel? <laughs> and uh, Zach and I were a little bit bewildered that that email hadn't come sooner, but also bewildered that she would even be interested in this project. <laughs> um, and I think Zach, your response was something to the effect of, are you insane? Of course, we want <laughs> Jessica Biel to be in the show uh, if she was interested. So yeah, we, we got on the phone with her right away and, and she had brought, already before even coming onto the project already had invested a ton of time into thinking about who Leah was and what what kind of character she wanted to portray on screen. And it was just a a fit from that first conversation. She just, she, yeah, she just made a lot of sense.
2: Yeah. And she obviously has a big part in the show and she's the centerpiece of it and she's the main character, but I think almost as equally, if not more so important role that she played was as a producer and as someone who has a really great sense for story and sort of went through everything with us and made the show better and so she was she was an enormous piece to this becoming what
1: it is right now for sure yeah actually when when she came on that meant that you know we essentially had to crossboard the entire season um, for various reasons and so when when Jess came on of her producing partner Michelle purple at the same time our director uh, Becca Thomas came on for all 10 episodes and that sort of core team of uh, Zach and I and Becca Jess Michelle and uh, our other, other producer Josh all got in a room for for almost two weeks and just went line by line through the entire season and sort of made sure Leah haddock was you know, who Jess and Becca wanted her to be and also just made sure that the stories were as as good as they could be. So really the whole show went through a total transformation when they all came on board.
0: Well, speaking of transformations, there were obviously a few changes that were made for the move to the small screen. And I'm thinking of things like Warren Chambers dropping RB Villard's name to give Leah the next step in her investigation or, or Leah changing that edit to kind of force Max Finlayson and his ego to contact her. Were there a lot of elements like that where the TV show gave you a chance to tweak the narrative and the character motivations? Uh,
2: certainly. And, and, you know, it was it was sort of part of what came out of the writer's room is that, you know, Skip and I did not want to be the people who were pounding our fists on the table being like, this is the story. <laughs> and It has to be this yeah. way. You know, we always wanted to be open to the best idea and the best way to tell the story. And so the changes that you're talking about are things that came about in the room, which is, you know, you want Leah to be active in this. You want Leah to be the one leading the charge. And you also, you want to do things that surprise the audience who knows the story too. And that was important to us, you know, so that it was, it was actually, it was a big part of the conversation that we had in the writer's room.
0: And on the flip side of that, were there certain scenes from the podcast that when you got to the writer's room, you knew you had to keep it as intact as possible without too many changes because the listeners turned viewers would be expecting them? I'm thinking of things like signals, uh, <laughs> things like that.
1: I mean, absolutely. I, we had sort of non-negotiables going into you know the adaptation that were as, as specific as things like signals and, and even more specific than that, like certain just visuals that were in our head from the podcast. For example, Leah walking to that tent glowing in the middle of the field uh, as she approaches, you know, Warren Chambers. Um, That was, you know, that was something that was so vivid for us while we were producing the podcast. We had to make sure that was ported over to TV. But, you know, we also had non-negotiables that were a little bit of a higher level, like the fact that Leah is a radio journalist. In both the podcast and in the in the TV show, we we love the solitude and the vulnerability of that career, and we wanted to make sure that that was maintained from a character perspective. Um, you know, we wanted to keep the intimacy of the podcast and the tone of the podcast and the TV show, and figure out ways to capture that. Um, so our non-negotiables were. You know, we were very flexible on the narrative side, but for certain things like tone and certain evocative moments, they're uh, absolutely non-negotiable.
0: And one of the things that I think was a really positive change in terms of what it did for the narrative is the casting of Marley Matlin as Deirdre. H- had you written the idea of making the character deaf as that kind of metaphor before you contacted her about the role, or did her casting come first?
2: her casting came first, her possibility of casting came first, where again, it's one of those situations where, you know, when a certain name comes up and you're just like, Oh, all right, great. <laughs> like, that would be amazing to have an Academy award winner in our show. So, and it was just one of the things where before she came onto the project, it, it became a conversation that we all had of like, what does this do to the episode? What does this do to the character? And we realized through that process like oh we we come off as really smart here <laughs> it it'll feel like we did this on purpose, but you know we understood that it's like it adds a whole layer of conversation around communication between people and and obviously it it brings into you know, she's a character who understands what it feels like to be left out and to feel like people are communicating around her that she can't know. And and so it did add a whole layer to that episode that we didn't anticipate, but I mean, we leaned into it as hard as we could. as once we realized how great it was for the show.
0: Now, the podcast already has its own season two, but moving forward on Facebook Watch, are we going to start seeing things Diverge a bit from the source material, so that perhaps some new surprises will be in store, even for those who have listened to season two.
2: I think oh, if, if yeah. we are fortunate, yeah, I think if we are fortunate enough to have a season two, I think that it will be sort of its own thing. I think we we absolutely will pull from stories that exist in season two, but I I think that we are going. To, it's going to be its own story. That's what I would say. What do you say, Skip? I completely agree. (laughs)
1: uh,
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I definitely hope we get a season two guys. And thanks so much for talking to us about season one. I I think it really translated from podcast to screen very well.
2: Well, thank you very much. Yeah. We really appreciate it.
0: Ah, very interesting. I, I really enjoyed that podcast with Zach Akers and Skip Bronchi, but I thought it was very telling that they were a little bit coy about whether the second season of the podcast would translate exactly to a season two, if it were to appear on Facebook watch, because the season two on the podcast was quite different from season one. And, and there were mixed reviews for that one. So it'll be interesting to see if number one, Facebook watch gives Zach Akers and Skip Bronchi a season two for their Jessica Biel vehicle, which has just been a great showcase for her talents and whether they will have a completely different plotline that listeners of the podcast won't have already spoiled themselves on. But obviously, it was a very interesting journey also, just how the podcast became a TV show and how all the different actors came on board and what changes were made along the way. But that's going to wrap things up for this episode. Come back in two weeks for the next edition of the podcast when we'll break through that fourth wall once again to talk to another creator or performer behind the entertainment that you love. Remember to follow Den of Geek on Twitter and Facebook at Den of Geek US. My name is Michael R. and you can follow me at Mike Sci-Fi. Find more content at denofgeek.com and thanks for listening. Join us again next time, Beyond the Fourth Wall.